You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Welcome to Never Neverland. We're going to bring ghosts from all over the world. Join us. Be sure to bring your death certificate. Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around and grab that happiest thought as we fly away to Neverland again this week. This is our, well, we sure, October was around last week too, but we were preoccupied with 200 episodes and talking to Dr. Jeff Barnes about his new books. Which, by the way, the, the show notes will still have some links for you to go and get a copy, although you've missed your opportunity to get that free digital download for The Wisdom of Walt, unless you already picked it up from Amazon this week. That ended on Thursday, and apparently it went very, very well. This week, we're actually going to launch some of our festivities by kicking off our Neverland Halloween party. We're going to have various guests from all these different podcasts coming along this week, and we're going to listen to a little bit of their music choices for the Halloween party, as if they're DJing here in Neverland. So it should be lots of fun, and this, of course, is where we're going to kick it off. I don't really have any news, though, that I want to talk about this week, but I do have a few things that I've heard about that I did want to discuss, namely the Disney Channel doing a remake of Freaky Friday and Hocus Pocus. Now, Freaky Friday has already been made twice, so I don't understand why a third one is being made, but uh, I suppose they think they need to modernize it one more time. Once every generation needs a Freaky Friday, I suppose. And then Hocus Pocus, that has become a very much a cult hit, and granted, it is very much a 90s-styled film. Uh, they, it doesn't age in that aspect. It definitely took place in the 90s. They even set it up for the date has to take place in the 90s, and the costumes are very 90s. But the film still holds up. It's still a lot of fun, and trying to recast the Sanderson sisters would be a heavy task because you had great casting there, and Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette Midler, and Kathy and Jimmy, they were so funny, the three of them together. Uh, you could probably recast with some different actors, some of the, uh, the kid actors that were kind of the leads, but the Sandersons were so perfect in that movie that I am not confident that they could find somebody who really replaces them. And I've heard some people question what direction Disney Channel would take a Hocus Pocus. Would they maybe try to make it a little darker, maybe a little scarier? I don't think so. Not on the Disney Channel. I wouldn't expect that. But the question still remains, shouldn't they just leave it be? It's really, you know, become more popular through the years. I think the film stands well. And, you know, it's only been about 20 years. I don't think we're ripe for a remake. But then again, you've got Spider-Man being rebooted every five years or so. So maybe uh, that that served a bit of a purpose. But anyway, so yeah, I'm, I don't know what to think about it other than I'm, I'm not exactly excited about it. I think I'll just keep the old Hocus Pocus. But, you know, when I see some previews for the trailers for, you know, whatever they're going to show on the Disney Channel, I might give it a try. However, I have not been interested in anything really the Disney Channel has made for TV here lately. Uh, I don't think it's really aimed at my age group anyway. So that's my thought on that. Uh, but before we do dive into our special guest, uh, another thing I want to get into is we have to go to the trailer park because there was a new trailer for the Justice League. And uh, I got to say, it's looking kind of cool. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Get him, Mama. Get that gator. The Neverland Trailer Park. Invasion. 
I think it's something more. Something darker. people we don't know to risk their lives strong man as strong as alone you ever heard that that's not a saying that's the opposite of what the saying is divided we are not enough the world needs superman why I brought you together. Ride ain't over yet. I'm mad. No, that's your. Oh, shit, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Yeah, that's that's what that means. It's so cool. I've taken a look at this trailer now a couple of times, and I think they're taking a much better angle at this. The first teaser they had for Justice League seemed like they were really trying to be Guardians of the Galaxy, that they had the classic rock style, and they were seem to be advertising it the same way that they advertised Suicide Squad which kind of fit for Suicide Squad, but it still seemed like they were trying to follow up Guardians of the Galaxy. The one thing that does concern me is you get into this film and you have these weird flying creatures that are some sort of an invasion, and it does remind me a lot of the first Avengers film, which hopefully that's not the case that they did the same thing, that some powerful being is now invading Earth, and now these superheroes must band together and become heroes in order to save us? Uh, I hope they're not doing the exact same plot from the Avengers in a lot of ways, because they really need to get their DC universe really kicking up. I mean, Wonder Woman has really, that was a great film, in my opinion, and I think it really gave them a good footing for where they can take this in the future. And there has been, has been some good news. I mean, I've now learned that Danny Elfman, of course, writing the score for Justice League, is actually planning to use the Superman John Williams score for Superman. So we know Superman's coming back in this film. I hope it's not late in the game. So far, we haven't really seen much of him other than a dream sequence at the beginning of this trailer. So they're really trying to say some surprises of exactly when Superman will be returning in this film. Although you can get a look at the, uh, the toys. I've seen them already out in stores. They're saying that he's got some brighter colors. He's going to be more the icon. I don't really see much difference between these toys and the previous incarnations we've had of the new DCEU. So... I don't know, but we'll see, you know, when Superman flies into this film. But I am enjoying the characters so far of what I've seen of them. You know, Flash being the young kind of, this is very exciting and enjoying everything. You know, I'm excited about the bat symbol. Uh, I think this is a good angle for the Flash. I'm, I'm really kind of enjoying that. I think this could be fun. I'm still not keen on the Flash's costume. I think it actually looks better on the CW. That is a great costume, I think. This one looks... Well, weird. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. I don't know what their their angle is on this costume. If it's something Bruce is going to make for him or I don't know. It's got like weird wires and stuff in it between the uh, the pieces. So I can't really be that interested in that. Aquaman, uh, I don't know what his normal personality would be like, but he just seems like he's this, uh, I don't know, a little Star-Lord-ish. Uh, he's like, oh, dude, this is cool, you know. He seems to have this sort of a personality from what they're showing of him, but I'm sure we'll get to know him a little bit better in the film, and uh, I will have some Aquaman expert along the way eventually to talk a little bit about this film and uh, get us a bit more prepared if we're used to the uh, Super Friends version of Aquaman, which unfortunately has been given a bad rap. But, you know, Aquaman's always been a pretty cool character, and he's very, very powerful, and uh, it's really cool to see a good version of him finally in a film. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll see better representation in some future games. He was actually really cool in the Injustice games. He's really awesome in there. So hopefully that's gotten a lot more people excited about the character. But most of the people who played Injustice were, Injustice were probably already comic book fans and already familiar that Aquaman is cool and not lame like he seemed to be in Super Friends. 
But, you know, in pop culture things like Big Bang Theory, although they're somewhat respectful of the comic book world, they still kind of make fun of us for it. And they still went from the angle to Aquaman as a terrible character. And it's just not accurate. So anyways, I'm really actually from this. I'm pretty excited. I want to definitely check it out. It's coming up in November. But first, of course, November 3rd, we have Thor Ragnarok to be excited about. And I am excited about that. That's going to be a great film. But uh, that's enough of me just jawing here. So let's go ahead and dive into my conversation with Scott and the Mortis from Disney, Indiana. Oh, and stay tuned for next week. We're going to have people from Saturday Morning Rewind, a new friend named Tammy Tucky. Well, you know, this is all stuff I probably said when I was uh, getting immersed into this conversation that I recorded earlier this week. Uh, I wish the sound quality was a little better. I use voice meter when I'm recording from Skype, and I'm not entirely pleased with the quality of voice. Uh, so just kind of bear with me that it doesn't sound as good as I would like. It's kind of the same quality I get when I'm recording with Eric sometimes. Uh, so I, if I learn how to do voice meter a little bit better, I'm sure it'll be better. But, you know, I'm, right now I'm just using what I've got. Oh, and also make sure you check out our Patreon page. Uh, I am setting things up to where just donating a simple dollar a month, I will give you access to older episodes as I slowly remove them from iTunes and from YouTube. I'm removing them old ones and I'll be removing them from the website. I haven't done it exactly yet. I'm taking my time. Uh, also, I've got a new shirt that's going to be available on TeePublic on our shop. If you go to NeverlandPodcast.com and you click on shop, it'll take you right there. The brand new shirt for the new logo for the upcoming season and probably for the foreseeable future. This is something I learned how to create on Adobe Illustrator. And so I made this as a new logo, and I think it looks pretty cool. I went for a very simplistic Disney Castle design, very similar to what we have now with the Wi-Fi coming out of a Disney Castle. However, this one does not run any risk of being a copyright infringement like I could potentially have with what I've got out there now. And one thing's for sure I've learned about the Disney lawyers, don't give them a cause to come and get you. So anyways, here's the conversation with Scott and the Mortis from Disney, Indiana. Keep a pixie in your pocket. The Neverland Podcast. NeverlandPodcast.com all right, so now it is time for the first segment in our Neverland Halloween party. We've got all of our food here. We got our favors. We're we're gonna do this thing all month long. We're just having a party, but you know, I thought it would be fun to have various DJs come in and kind of play some of the music. And so I've asked some people to come in every week to bring some of their favorite Halloween time songs. So this week, I thought you know I would feel a little Scottish. So. <laughs> All right, dumb joke. Uh, so I brought a couple of Scots in, but we're going to refer to one as Scott and the other as Mortis. So please welcome from Disney, Indiana, Scott and the Mortis. Also, the Mortis matinee is still up and going. The feed is still there. So you can still it, listen to the Mortis Family Review movies. Is it? Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Yes, it is. Are you sure? Yes, it is. Yep, I've been still downloading and listening to a, a movie every once in a while if I haven't seen it. Especially, uh, I just got a, a collection that had the theme from the Scarecrow of Romney Marsh, and I was like, you know, I never did see that movie. Oh, look, Mortis's family reviewed it. Let me go take a look. So, yes, so did we. Yeah, you did. I think that's where I had first heard of it was uh, when you guys reviewed it, but I hadn't heard the Mortis family review. So I, I had to know how many bazillion, gazillion, jillion, whatever Mickey bars it got. <laughs> I think it got quite a few of them. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I think most movies did, and that, that was one of my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> uh, well, she's driving now, so she's not. I know. I, I saw that on Facebook, and it made me feel really old. Yeah. You? Was she the one? Was she the one that you were even put pictures that she just went to homecoming this year too? Yeah, yeah, that's Good her. Night. Oh. Yeah. Well, one one of my nieces just went to homecoming a freshman in high school this year too, and I'm like, where does the time fly? I don't know, but I need it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, well, while we're reminiscing on things, maybe we should reminisce on some of our favorite little Halloween tunes. And uh, I have these queued up here on a playlist. And uh, so our first one uh, is with Scott. Tell us about your first pick. My first one is uh, performed by the Mistress of the Dark herself, Elvira. Always been a big fan of hers and her uh, show watching those old movies. But in uh, 1994, she put out an album called... Uh, Elvira presents haunted hits, and most of the album was uh, stuff like uh, "Feed My Frankenstein" from Alice Cooper, "Monster Mash," "Nightmare on My Street." But she actually had two uh, songs she performed herself. 
uh, one called Here Comes the Bride of Frankenstein, <laughs> and then the song that's at my number five, uh, Monster Rap. I can tell one of the reasons you've got to love that song because of the mention of uh, Peter Cushing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee. Actually, she starts off by uh, rapping about uh, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, the Invisible Man. Just about every uh, classic monster gets a quick mention. And then near the end, she goes into modern slashers and everything that she likes. And it's just it's a fun song because it pretty much. Uh, mentions all the top uh, movie monsters mm-hmm. with uh, occasional Elvira style innuendo. So <laughs> yes, it, yes, uh, it does have a lot of adult innuendo, uh, double entendre stuff. But that's that's Elvira. That's Elvira. That's what she does. Sort of like a, I don't know what album it was that she put out, but I actually have a, from a Doctor Demento a radio show I managed to find and download uh, where she had the, a trick or treat song that was actually kind of cool. And yeah, she also has. She also has another song that's kind of fun called uh, uh, My Big Pumpkins, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> well, okay, I get the joke on that one. <laughs> I like Big Pumpkins. <laughs> I like Big Pumpkins and I cannot lie. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well. <laughs> I think I broke the show. <laughs> It's a whole new meaning to the Pumpkin King. Oh boy! Okay, well we better <laughs> we better move on to the next song. <laughs> All right, so now we have uh, Mortis's fifth, or well, well, yeah, his number five because we're counting down, right? Sure. <laughs> okay, so my number five song, of course, Grim Grim Ghost from the Haunted Mansion. If you don't think Halloween when you hear this song, come on. You're, you're nuts, especially you Disney fans. Grim Grinning Ghosts, you can hear it, you can listen to it all year round, but especially important this time of year uh, because it's just it's part of the Haunted Mansion. It, it, you can't th- hear Grim Grinning Ghosts without thinking of Haunted Mansion, and Haunted Mansion goes with Halloween. So, this is why Grim Grinning Ghosts is my number five. Cryptos creak and the tombstones quake. Spooks and doctors wait and wait. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts are to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. Or a silly spook may sit by your side. Shrouded in a dark disguise. They pretend to terrorize. Grim grinning ghosts Yes, we love you, Exitensio. <laughs> yes. Now, a little uh, family thing about this song. Um, we used to listen to Disney music all the time in my car when the girls were little. And it would. Uh, I had my Zune plugged into my car, and I had all the Disney music in that Zune, and it would play at random. There was two versions of this song. There was one where the, uh, the ghost host talks, beginning of both of them but there's the short version and there's the long version the long version had you know of course there's my way and then they do the lightning thing um when that version was on when he said of course there's always my way i would tickle the heck out of katie who was sitting next to me in the car (laughs) and to this day we still do it and we still do listen to disney music off and on in the car and every time that song comes on, she looks at me just wide-eyed like, no, it better not be the long version. <laughs> About eight out of ten times, it's the short version. But every once in a while, that long version will sneak in, and I still tickle the heck out of her. <laughs> it's just one of our little family things that we do. Yeah, and by now, is Katie full-grown? She is. She's very full-grown. She'll be 21 this month. She's been working on base at the Child Development Center and is in her second year of college. 
And still tickleable by her dad. <laughs> and tickled very much so by her dad every <laughs> time. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's go back over to Scott for something that's uh, very interesting. I, I really liked this when I listened to his clip earlier. Before we get to that, I just want to say how difficult it was for me to sit here and not sing along with Grim Grim and Ghosts. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my little dance and my hands in the air, especially when we get to one of your later picks, because I absolutely love it. There you go. Well, well, my number four is from a, a group called the Lost Straight Jackets, and it's a cover of the Ghostbusters theme. Now, these guys are sort of a Mexican surf band is about the best description I can I can make of it, and uh, they pretty much just uh, cover it uh, as you would uh, a surf surf music and i actually have several lost straight jackets albums they have a couple other they also do the um i can't remember if it's the adams family or the Munsters theme it's one of the two it's also pretty good and they have an amazing christmas album as well but uh, here's a lost straight jackets with ghostbusters I think I need to get a copy of that album. <laughs> <laughs> I bet when you came up with this idea for uh, these countdowns, you weren't expecting anything from the Lost Straight Jackets. No, that's part of the fun of doing this. Is I, I've been collecting so much Halloween music, I'm getting to hear stuff that I'm not familiar with, and I'm like, I'm going to go buy this one now. So, <laughs> I'm and you can stuff. find them. You can find them on Amazon. That's where I got them. Awesome. Yeah, they kind of remind me of the Ventures a little bit. Yes. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of surf music. I've always uh, liked 50s and 60s surf music, so The Ventures is one of my favorite bands. Awesome. And definitely, since you said they did the Musters theme, I'm going to have to look for that and add those songs to my collection, because <laughs> that's just cool. So, all righty. And now, oh, look, we have a movie theme coming up from Mortis. Seems to make yeah. sense that something's showing in the matinee, I'm sure, in Disney, Indiana. Oh, yeah. This is about the only way I'd be able to do anything with this in the matinee. <laughs> Probably. So, yeah. So my next selection is Tubular Bells. Um, that if you don't know what Tubular Bells is, that's the theme song from The Exorcist. And oh my gosh, every time this song plays, I get chills up and down my spine. It's just one of those different. I mean, it's a basic, basic tune. And just probably just a handful of notes, but it just puts chills up and down your spine. So every time I hear tubular bells, I think Halloween. It's really complicated after that, but it's I always that that first bit with just a little bit of instrumentation is always the creepiest part to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I got chills down my spine just listening to that little part. <laughs> you know, and I have yet never seen that movie, and I hear it's like the scariest movie ever made. Uh, I wouldn't say scariest movie. I mean, back in the day, yeah, it was probably the scariest movie. But personally, I think it's really boring. Really? Especially the first half of the movie. Yeah, it doesn't really get good until about halfway through. So it's just, I don't know. I never really got into the Exorcist movie itself, but it's creepy. But that the music alone is what's the scariest part, I think. Oh, I'd much rather listen to Tubular Bells than, than watch the movie. And, yeah. You know, if I you want to watch a creepy kid movie, watch The Omen. Yeah, that's, that's pretty creepy. Yeah, too. I think they did a remake of that, didn't they? Of the Omen? Yes. I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think I've seen a little bit of the remake. 
But yeah, yeah tubular bells, that's an awesome pick. Yeah. Now yeah. they have a TV show uh, on Fox, The Exorcist. We've been watching it's in the second season, just started this past weekend. It's a pretty good show too. Hmm. I might have to check that one out just for something creepy to watch. Of course I got all my CW shows to catch up on. They're gonna start this week, so woo, too much TV. <laughs> but yeah, I can watch almost any horror movie that's not grossing me out, which is why I'm not really a fan of horror because like the modern stuff is disgusting and so I love vintage style. Just last night actually well, it'll have been a week when y'all are hearing this, but the night of recording they actually were showing the classic Bella Lugosi Dracula on uh, Turner Classic Movies. Very cool. Yes, gotta love it. You know, there's actually some parts of that that are funny, and I think on purpose they have some humor, but some stuff is just accidentally funny. But it's it's still just a great flick. It's not scary, but it's it's just a great movie. If you got one, uh, some of the local channels, um, I don't know if everybody gets them, but like MeTV and Comet, I think mostly Comet right now, they're showing the old, old, stupid B-movie horror movie type things. Um I just saw one, it was like last night or the night before, and it was, they had the whole 70s look with the, you know, they look like they straight out of Scooby-Doo, but it was so stupid, but it's an old classic horror movie, and they've been playing, I don't, I guess they're going to probably do that all the way through to Halloween now. Yeah, yeah if you know, classic movies is, is doing a lot of horror movies between now and Halloween as well. Yeah. yeah. So I love if you have a local station that usually, I think it's MeTV that has Fenguli. I think that's a, yes. a national show. Yes. yes. There you go. All kinds of crazy stuff. Of, I'm a big fan of Spenguli. I just got, he, he put out a limited edition action figure. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so moving on to a, a classic song from Scott The Purple People Eater from Sheb Woolley. <laughs> Actually, I have a very personal reason why I'm such a big fan of this song. The song's originally from 1958, and my mom, very early on in one of her early uh, Halloweens, uh, dressed up as the Purple People, people Leader in a homemade costume. <laughs> oh my God, are you serious? That's yes. Cool. My mother did the same thing. Wow. <laughs> I know. She made this homemade purple people. She still has it there at the house, too. The kids yeah. have head on. That is so weird. Now I feel like I should be playing the Twilight Zone music. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whatever happened to, to my, you know, my mom's costume. She and my grandmother, her mom, made it for Halloween. And I just, every time she would play it about this time of year and you know, would tell the story, the song just got more ingrained in my psyche and just i've always been a fan of this song and even up to the point of a couple of years ago i found out that there is a sequel to this song for christmas time mm-hmm. where santa claus meets the purple people leader oh yeah and I'm, and, I'm gonna save that one for christmas i gotta bring that up because i didn't know it existed <laughs> until you sent the clip i was like oh my gosh that's great yeah, yeah the whole the whole the christmas song is that sputnik is about to crash into the sleigh and the purple people leader saves him <laughs> I mean, we're talking about the 50s and everything. Uh, That's got a Christmas special written all over it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, there was actually, I've not seen it, but there was actually a movie called Purple People Eater that was put out in the 90s, I believe. (laughs) And uh, there's a a cover of the Purple People Eater on that album from Jimmy Buffett. Wow. And I'm a huge parrot head. But I, for this countdown, I picked the original um, Sheb Woolley version of The Purple People Eater. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. It had a one long horn and one big eye. Like a mister shaking in the city. It looks like a purple people eater to me. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater Sure looks strange to me Now see, I always had the question Is it that the purple eater, uh, the people eater was purple Or did it like to eat purple people? Purple people Yeah <laughs> Yeah, I've always had that question too The world may never know If we ever figure out the tipsy pop I think it's supposed to be purple And it eats people 
that's where my intake is. Yes. I actually, uh, in our Meyer, which is a department store, grocery store chain, they had their, I was going through their Halloween stuff, and this year's the first time I've ever seen it. They actually have a purple people eater that if you press his hand, the song starts playing and he dances. <laughs> oh my gosh, I need this in my life. I gotta buy, I gotta buy that. <laughs> and now, where did you say you saw this? At a Meyer. I don't know if I have any Myers around here. No, we don't have Myers around here, but we do have them in Indiana. Yes. I've got a Walmart and a Target. <laughs> we have those, too. <laughs> All right. So uh, I suppose uh, after something so friendly, we have to do something uh, maybe not so friendly? Yeah, I guess you could say that. All right. So, again, I have another song from another movie soundtrack. Um, the movie is uh, Interview with a Vampire from, uh, I believe, 1995. Yeah. Tom Cruise and all that. Uh, Sympathy for the Devil uh, Guns N' Roses did their version of this just for the soundtrack for that movie um, of course it was released later on one of their other albums but I prefer this version over the Rolling Stones and you know when they're talking like you know, when it, if there's a song out there where they're talking like there's a devil introducing so, themselves why is why, why, how could you not relate that to Halloween it's just I love the song and this is my favorite version of that song, Sipping for the Devil by Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I think the first time I heard that was when I saw an interview with the vampire actually in theaters with a bunch of my high school friends back here. Yeah. Or was that high maybe 94? No, I think it was 95. Wasn't it, did it come out in the spring of 95? It was around there because I remember we just, I, I was just married. Um, I hadn't been married very long, and we got married in 94. So it had been like 95, 96 time frame because um, I, I read the book um, – like a year or two earlier and me and my friend from work we were both really into Interview with the Vampire so when they said that they were making this movie we had to go see it in theaters and then you know through the credits when they're playing Guns N' Roses uh, the version of Simply for the Devil oh my gosh I just that pit, the movie it was okay it was really good at the time now it's just okay but the, the song still still good I love it I still enjoy the movie. It's it's very very interesting. It's different yeah, for fact, a vampire movie. Yeah, matter of fact, it was just on TV uh, yesterday. I do believe I didn't watch it completely. I just watched the very tail end of it. So yeah, it's still it's still good. Yeah, All my right. wife hates. It, so. <laughs> but now moving on to what would have been my number one pick, but Scott beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> And um, going uh, with a song from an artist named Jonathan Colton that uh, several years ago he um, challenged himself to come up with a new song uh, once a week for an entire year. And uh, he had a blog, it was the Thing a Week blog, or Song a Week blog. And one of the songs that he came up with is a song called Re Your Brains. And it's basically a corporate memo from a zombie to a human. Uh, that's kind of barricaded himself in a mall and the zombie is trying to uh, get his delicious brains and the the song it's all i mean it looks like something it could be right out of corporate america the way but it's all about trying to eat his eat his brains but not his eyes so (laughs) right (laughs) here's jonathan colton with re your brains Think I speak for all of us when I say I understand Why you folks might hesitate to submit to our demand But here's an FYI You're all gonna die screaming We're not unreasonable I mean no one's gonna eat your eyes 
This song cracks me up every time. Oh, I gotta listen to this whole thing. Oh <laughs> yes, uh, this. The funny thing is, Heather can't stand this song, and I love playing it. I'll I'll play it on repeat because it makes me laugh so much. And I have to wave my hands in the air when we're singing the chorus, and I gotta sing along. It's great. Well, the, the really fun part about this song is if you ever get the chance to see Jonathan Colton in concert, this is usually his um, encore song he plays at the end of the night, and he asks the entire audience to be the zombies <laughs> and sing the sing the uh, chorus. So it's you know you get ten or twelve, fifteen thousand people all going. Oh, eat your brains! <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious and. I just I love where this song has popped up. If you've ever played the video game Left for Dead, there's a couple places in different levels where you'll run across a jukebox, and if you hit the jukebox, a uh, song will start playing. And most of the time, it's just a, a random song that's not a, you know a popular song, something generic made for the game, but it brings a zombie horde uh, down upon you. But every once in a while, it will actually play "Re Your Brains" because that. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Colton put these all out as um, royalty-free music when he was trying to, to make a name for himself. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun to be playing a zombie game and actually hear re your brains as a zombie horde is attacking you. Yeah, and of course, in case you haven't figured it out, it's re as in replying. You know, so yeah. it's like a reply to your brain. So we need to have the conversation. And I love that the second verse is, you know, is this really your plan to hang out in a mall? But one day you'll run out of food and guns and then you'll have to make the call. <laughs> it's like every great zombie trope is in this. Because even in the third verse, he gets into a, he's got to get back to his associates who are chewing on the doors. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That awesome. <laughs> it is so, it's the funniest Halloween song ever, and it's even funnier than <laughs> Will Will Yankovic's Nature Trail to Hell. So, Mortis, you've not heard this song before? I have not. I have not heard this song before. We are going to fix that. <laughs> yes. I have the link to the song, so I will be listening to this again oh, later. Yes. Oh, yes. Well... <laughs> Uh, I guess we got to turn another corner here. <laughs> but I noticed how I haven't heard that song on Left 4 Dead is I, I am very careful to not make any noise because it does ring the horde. And I'm usually not playing online. I'm playing by myself. <laughs> Although I have linked my Xbox 360 to another Xbox 360 with my stepbrother once. And that was fun because uh, you can could, you could actually go and play as the zombie horde and actually as one of their major monsters. And I actually at one time was playing as the, the, the puker type of character. I don't remember what you call it. Um, he explodes when you kill him, but yep. it's funny. I would actually projectile vomit, and when you hit somebody with the vomit, it calls the horde onto that target. And I found a good, I found a good hiding spot, hiding spot, and I just kept hitting some of the people I was playing with on the opposite side. And I'd tuck away, and they would never find me. It was great. I used to play that game online quite a bit, and we'd get groups of eight. So you have four people as their survivors, and then four people each being a different one of the. Um, the zombie baddies. I always liked playing as the jockey and then steering somebody where they shouldn't go because <laughs> that one kind of jumps on their back and then yeah. you kind of control them. Oh, is it, see, was that Left 4 Dead 2 that had the jockey? That was Left 4 Dead 2 that had the jockey yeah. and the witch. Every once in a while, one of the four would be assigned the witch. I don't know if you've ever played the witch. Uh, yeah, see, She's, the first one doesn't let you play as the witch. Right. The second one I think I rented, but I don't own a copy of that one. I should probably get it. You should get Friday the Thirteenth, the game. That that one's uh, that scared me quite a few times. Just the jumps. What on the NES? Like, <laughs> oh, it's uh, Xbox One. Yeah, Friday I watched. 13th. You ever watch Glove and Boots? Yes, um, I do all the time. They have a. Uh, if you, if you want to see what that game looks like, they did a uh, they live stream them playing it one time. Yep. I cannot give it the full Neverland endorsement because there's a no. lot of language and stuff, but it's still, I, I think I've told people before, you got to go check out Glove and Boots. I'm actually trying to see if I can get them on the show sometime, but they're super busy with their videos, so I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but I did send them a tweet once and like, I'd love to have you guys on the podcast. We'll see if it ever happens. <laughs> it's worth a try because they crack me up. They're hilarious. They are very funny. Mm-hmm. Which they did a live stream earlier today that I have not yet watched. They usually do something for all. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked, but yeah. I need to go and watch that, but I got Monday Night Football tonight because the Chiefs are there. But anyways. 
<laughs> I'm going to chase that rabbit until it's dead, okay? And if we need somebody to kill a rabbit, then I think Marilyn Manson would do it for us, right? <laughs> yep. Segway. Which is my number two song. The uh, um, This is Halloween from Marilyn Manson from the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack, the double CD version from, it was like 2007, 2008. The first disc, of course, had all the soundtrack from the movie in order, and the second disc was songs from the movie uh, remade by different artists like Korn and I, you know, Amy Lee from Evanescence does a really yeah. great Sally song. This was on there, mm-hmm. but my favorite all time is the number one song on the second album. This is Halloween by Marilyn Manson. That's something else that would have been on my list later this month, but you beat me to it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you did that before anybody else did. Yeah, but I yeah. was nice. I let everybody else fill out their list before I filled out mine. Although I've got my list up now, so I'm ready for it. Yeah, I just love that version of the song. It just, I don't know, he puts his little twist on it and just makes it even a little creepier. Um, it is just great. I I could listen to that that album over and over again, and we usually do in October. But uh, yeah. Oh, yes. We'll be hearing more from that album later this month, I promise. <laughs> uh, I guarantee you probably will. <laughs> if you guys want to hear something that's uh, quite interesting to listen to, um, do a uh, YouTube search for This is Halloween Russian to hear that song in Russian. Oh, just because I've had fun with that, I just spotted this. Here it is in Japanese. And now we've had our foreign language lesson for the show. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it, when they're singing it in Russian, it sounds like they're singing it, um, uh, singing the song backwards or something. It makes it even more satanic sounding. <laughs> <laughs> I hope if you're listening, you're not Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if they're listening to this song and they're from Russia and they don't speak English, they got other issues. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, the Neverland Podcast is not responsible for the content provided by our guests. This <laughs> is <Disney>, Indiana. <laughs> and not the Marsh Monday. Uh, we love you out there in Russia if you're listening. Uh, uh, nothing but love. <laughs> I can see them from my house. <laughs> Always watching. Always watching. Okay. Well, uh, after that, I suppose we should move on to our next song. Yeah. And our number one songs. Indeed. I feel like I should have had a fanfare prepared for this. <laughs> number one song. Now, my one number one song has its origins in The Evil Dead. I'm not sure if you've ever seen the film Evil Dead with Ash. I've seen Evil sure. Dead 2 once. Okay. I've seen Army of Darkness baby. about three times. Hail <laughs> to the King, baby. Exactly. That's right. The first <laughs> Evil Dead, uh, Heather did sit down and watch, and she does not recommend it at all. There is some stuff that really traumatized her. And from what I've heard, like the first Evil Dead is really bad, scary, horrible stuff. And then the second it one is, is kind of like making fun of the first movie in a way. Yeah. In a way, yes. But if you really want to get to something making fun of it, in 2003. There was, uh, it started in Canada, Evil Dead the Musical. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a splash zone in the front few rows, from what I've heard. 
Oh, yeah. Um, Tracy and I actually got to see a local performance actually down in Indianapolis. And I did not know there was a splash zone <laughs> before we went. And it was in a very tiny theater. It probably had, if it had 40 seats, I'd be surprised. Wow. Everybody there was dressed in black except me. Uh-oh. Yeah. I had a gray sweatshirt on. <laughs> and by the time the show was over, I was covered in fake blood. Because <laughs> I was sitting in the front seat, or front row. And after the show was over, the actors you know, had a line, and we got to meet all of them. And more than one of them told me, they said, I saw you in the front row, and you weren't wearing black, so we targeted you. <laughs> but it basically tells the story of... Uh, Part uh, Evil Dead Two, you know the the kids going off to the cabin in the woods. There's actually a song called "The Cabin in the Woods," and it is the the music is hilarious. It is really really good. Most of it you could never play on this podcast unless you wanted an explicit rating. <laughs> <laughs> Just warn you that right <laughs> compared to uh, from seeing the movie. Uh, you I mean, there's rating. What am I doing on here? <laughs> There, there, there's one song that I would pick above this, but uh, the name of the song acronym is um, basically WTF. Oh my! They, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I went with my second favorite song from this, and it's a song called "Do the Necronomicon." It is basically time warp. What's only better? That just cracks me up. <laughs> this, the song happens near the end of the show when most of the characters have already been turned into Kandarian demons. And they um, they get together. Uh-oh. Hello. Did we just lose? Nope. Hello. I'm here. Oh, okay. Um, so it happens near the end of the show when most of the characters have turned into Kandarian demons. And Ash and uh, his girl are about the only ones left. And they're getting ready to attack them, but the lead... Uh, demon decides that they have to show off their dance moves first. And they have this whole choreographed dance where they're showering the audience in fake blood. And the song's called Do the Necronomicon, which is sort of a, you know, like the time warp. I mean, they actually mention it's like the time warp only better, but it's in, <laughs> yeah. in that vein of the time warp. But I love Do the Necronomicon. Yeah, that just uh, that just cracks me up because, of course, if you don't know, the Necronomicon is the Book of the Dead, and even H.P. Uh, Lovecraft wrote a, wrote a book uh, about the Necronomicon. I think it's one of his creations. I think. Don't quote me on that, but I know he's featured it, and so it's just it's it's kind of a pivotal thing in the Evil Dead books because you're not supposed to open it and read certain things because you will cause bad things to happen. Yes, and, and a little side note: that's the name of my iPhone. <laughs> the Necronomicon. Necronomicon. Yes, I'm going to attach this to Wi-Fi. Uh, the Necronomicon is attached to your Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh my goodness! And I love the, it, the song. They even say that before we can kill Ash, we have to do our dance. It's tradition. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know they, and they also reference some other dances at at one point. They said, "Is it like the Macarena?" At one point. <laughs> I love you got to do the Henry Weekler. Hey. hey. <laughs> and I also like one of my favorite parts is and take a moment to acknowledge the band. And when they did that in, 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 in live, there was no band there. It was all the music was recorded, but they were singing live. But they were just kind of looking around like waving like the band was there. It was really funny. <laughs> it's a ghost band. Yeah. But uh, if you ever get it, if, if you like the Evil Dead at all, I can't recommend this this play enough this musical it is absolutely hysterical and it is very bloody and it is very it is adult you can don't ever take kids to this but if i could go see it again if it came anywhere near i, I would go see it again in a heartbeat it was so much fun 
Yeah. So it's one of those things like when I talk about uh, Resident Evil 7. Just because I'm playing it and I post it to my other YouTube channel doesn't mean I can give it the Neverland endorsement because it doesn't fit our audience. (laughs) (laughs) But I still had fun playing Resident Evil 7, okay? (laughs) All right. Well, I guess we got to move on to our next and final song, the final number one from Mortis. Yes, this by far is my number one song when it comes to October and Halloween. Uh, 1986, Trick or Treat was a movie that I saw when I was in like junior high, high school. And it was a really good movie back then. Right now, if you saw it for the first time, you'd probably think it was stupid. But I loved this movie. Um, I bought the soundtrack because it was an amazing soundtrack. And the group Fastway, which was a kind of a small, not well-known hair band, um, but they've had, they've released a few albums. But they did the whole soundtrack for this movie, and uh, I love the soundtrack. It just it, I have to listen to this soundtrack every October at least quite a, a dozen times. And their main song um, for the whole movie and the soundtrack is called Trick or Treat. Gotta love some good old hair metal in there. Yeah, every time I hear that song, it just brings me back to Halloween as a teenager. Uh, every time I hear that. And I forgot to mention, in the movie, uh, the lead uh, guy is Skippy from Family Ties. Uh, the big guy with the black hair and glasses. Yep. And I cannot remember his name to save my life. Uh, and it's Mark something, I think. Mark Price. Yeah. Price. Uh, Gene Simmons is in the movie. He plays a DJ. And uh, Ozzy Osbourne is in it and does a cameo as a preacher. So, And I will keep note that the, the, the guy who played the rock and roll star that's dead that came back to life was a solid gold dancer. <laughs> For those of you who remember what solid gold was. So. Solid gold. It's <laughs> yeah. a really good movie, though. Really good movie. I highly recommend if you can find it. Yes, yeah, the 1986 one, not the 2007 Trick or Treat with just an R. This is Trick or Treat, O-R. Yes. Yes. Now, to, to pull back the, the curtain of this podcast just a shade, early on we actually covered this, um, but we had to start over. And when uh, Mortis mentioned Skippy, Mark Price, it brought me back to one of um, another movie that's actually a, a Halloween, could be sort of maybe, uh, the second sequel to Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, he stars in Killer Tomatoes Eat France. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Skippy was into really bad horror movies back then. I guess. <laughs> Must have. Might be fun to watch, though, just for giggles. Yeah. I, I have all four Killer Tomato movies. So. <laughs> I haven't seen a single one of them, but I did see the cartoon. <laughs> wow. Well, so that is now the beginning of our month of our Halloween party of all kinds of different songs. If I can find links on iTunes for you to be able to purchase copies of the songs talked about in these lists, I will post them in the show notes. Uh, and so you can get a copy of these because I know you want a copy of Re Your Brains. Because that's still the greatest Halloween song ever. Hands down. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, But thanks, guys, for coming on and sharing your song lists. Oh, thank you for having us. Yes, thanks for the invite. Yes, and we'll be delighted to have you for dinner. Whoa, okay. Uh, yeah, I know I had to get my really bad joke in there somewhere. <laughs> 
And of course, I want to remind everybody you can find Disney Indiana at DisneyIndiana.com. It's a fun show. They go bi-weekly. And uh, you guys are actually even about to interview Jeff Barnes. Uh, so if you uh, really enjoyed him on my show, go and check him out over there because he's he's just a fascinating person. He's gonna, it's gonna be, You're going to enjoy listening to another interview with him. That's my opinion So because he's really cool. And also, the Mortis Matinee is still available. I mean, he, you haven't recorded a new one in a while, but you can still listen to all the old episodes and you can hear Mortis and his family actually sit down and review classic Disney films. Yes, we... Um we have other lives now. It's a little bit harder to get the girls to sit down and watch a movie and record a podcast now because they're older. Uh, they both have their license. They're both going to college. It's just one's working. It's just uh, really hard to get them. And another and one of them has a boyfriend, so there goes the rest of the time. But uh, we are talking about. Well, we are. I should say we are talking, but we are planning on doing a, a new show and have it released out here pretty soon. Just trying to get them to sit down together at the same time for a couple hours is a little bit harder than I thought it would be. But yeah, it was a lot easier when they were kids, and I could tell them what they were going to (laughs) do. But if you do want to hear Mortis, uh, we do um, have a segment on Disney Indiana where he appears. Uh, The restraining order hasn't been finalized yet, so he's still allowed to come on the show. (laughs) Yeah, and you guys are about to go away on a cruise, and who knows what sort of trouble Mortis and I could start. I yeah, I, I'm, I'm always causing it by accident. I never mean to halfway destroy the town. It's an accident. I'm just trying yeah. to keep an eye on things. And just ignore the footprints on your bed. <laughs> I'm oh, thinking of okay. taking my bed with me on the cruise. <laughs> Probably a good idea. And, of course, if you tune into Disney Indiana, when they come back from the cruise, they're going to have a lot of cool stories of all the stuff they do on these cruises. It's really kind of fun. You get to live vicariously through their cruises. <laughs> About the only way I'm going to be able to get on a cruise. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. <laughs> and we also have our uh, our coverage of visiting the Star Wars and the Power of Costume yes. exhibit coming up. Uh, yes, and Very he's been cool. sharing some of the photos with me. These are really awesome. I want to go. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, and believe me, there's definitely a lot more fun to come in the coming month as we have all these guests on here to share their music. I'm really excited about it. I I was looking for a great way to celebrate Halloween, and I thought this would be a lot of fun. So please enjoy the ride and uh, share maybe some of your favorite songs. Shoot me an email. You can leave a voicemail, of course, on the website. Of course, check out our new products in the store. Uh, I definitely need your help to kind of keep this show going. But I want to share something special with you real quick before we go. I, I already do two shows for UCM The Beat. Uh, that's the University of Central Missouri. The Beat is our online radio station, which, by the way, you can download the app on the iPhone Store or Google Play. Uh, just search for UCM The Beat. I, of course, have a show 4 p.m. every day, weekday, Central. That's Neverland Radio. Uh, usually we have everything working properly on schedule, but I get to do something similar to the podcast, but I actually get to play some Disney music, and I'm integrating a little bit of Halloween fun in there as well this month. Uh, but I would appreciate if you come and check that out and enjoy that. Uh, I, I, I would definitely would love to have more people having fun with me. Uh, but also, this Friday, October the 13th, yeah, I know, Friday the 13th, I'm launching another show that's actually part of one of my classes on advanced radio production. It's called The Tower, and I'm basing it around the Avengers Tower, of course, and uh, I'm going to be aiming, aiming it more like comic book movie type of thing and playing music from some of my comic book movie style soundtracks dating back to let's say uh, Superman from the 1970s, right? 1978. Uh, This first episode, though, I concentrated a bit on Danny Elfman's Batman from 89 and played around with some of the other Batman films and a little bit from the first Spider-Man movie. Had a lot of fun putting it together. Uh, Like I said, this premieres this Friday, October 13th. It's going to be at 10 a.m. Central Time, and you can hear it on UCM The Beat on our app right on your phone while you're at work or driving or what have you. Uh, I'd appreciate if you come and check it out. I Actually, we have a little competition in the class on whoever can get the most listeners, and then, so if a lot of you come along and decide to listen to that show and have some fun with me there, uh, well, I might just win, and that would be fun. So anyways, we'll see you next week when uh, we will have Tim and Gary from Saturday Morning Rewind. So, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. 
And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast.